their work, in their life. Not many are committed to the things of God. That is why many Christians ask a lot of questions, unnecessary questions. Unnecessary questions. Because they are not committed to God. And you see, when you are not committed to God, you are born again. Is that true? But the Spirit of God is not committed to you. The Spirit is committed to you when you are committed to Him. Because Christianity is not a one-way something. No, it's a partnership. It's what? A partnership. So it's not one person doing all things like we have been made to think. Christians have been made to just think that all about Christianity is God doing all things or doing something and they're just sitting down. No. Christianity is a partnership. It's a relationship in fellowship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And when we are called out, we are called out unto God. Called out unto God. I said what? Called out unto God. So that we are called out to belong to him. So our life should be lived for him. Our life should be what? Lived for him. We should be fully committed to him. We should be fully dedicated to serving him. We should be fully dedicated to the things of God. This when Abraham, by faith, when he was called out to go out into the place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and he went out. He did not obey and sit down. Did he do that? He went out, not knowing where he was going. He went out, not, going where, not knowing where he was going. But he still left. Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? And that is what we should learn. If we want to walk in the Abrahamic blessing, you cannot walk in the Abrahamic blessing if you are not giving to God. You've not given yourself to God. You can't. Even though the Abrahamic blessing is yours, Abraham blessing, is that not true? So you keep singing that song until the rapture and never experience the Abrahamic blessing. Because first of all, you should be giving. You should give yourself. You should do what? Give yourself to the service of God. You should give yourself to God. God is not secondary in your life. God is primary in your life. God is first in your life. The things of God are all first in your life. The service of God is first in your life. You choose serving God. You choose being dedicated to God over every other thing. That is a person because I'll show you certain as, as we go. The manifestation of the blessing is an entrustment. It's what? Entrustment. It's an entrustment. So if you are not, you are not giving to God, we can't entrust you with that. There are certain levels of financial growth and wealth, supernaturally, that the Spirit of God can divine, divinely orchestrate into your life because you are not giving to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've not given yourself to God. That's what I'm saying. But you are born again. Jesus is the Lord of your life and all that. But you've not given yourself to God. In dedication to God. You are not somebody God can call upon at any time and you respond. 
God loves such people. God responds to such people. God gets committed to such people. The Spirit of God is so committed to people who respond to him, who live for him. Did you hear what I said? Because if you don't live for him and you are walking in blessings or he gives you blessings, what will you use it for? For him or for yourself? I said for him or for yourself. It's just like that. Is that not true? If you are working with a friend or a partner or any person you are working with and the person is living for themselves, will you entrust the person with something? Because you know that the very day that thing falls in the person's hands, Otilo. Isn't it Otilo? It's Otilo. You, you owe Lord with a blessing. So it's important, continue from verse 9. It's important that Christians become dedicated, committed. It says, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country. Look at it. Look at it, the, the whole thing. He sojourned in the land of promise as in a, a strange country. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac. And Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. So he was on his way, dwelling in some kind of tabernacles. Places you wouldn't even want to sleep or stay. But he was on his way. He obeyed. God was his interest. God was what? His interest. Who is your interest? Where is your interest? Where does your interest lie as a Christian? As a minister, as a pastor, is God your interest? Are the things of God the things that motivate you? Is God the one that motivates you? Are you inspired to do things for the Lord? Those are questions. Are you, am I asking some questions? Are you inspired to do things for the Lord? Or are you inspired to do things for yourself? Because some many Christians are living themselves first. What first? Themselves. So they are living for themselves. God is secondary. It is when they remember that there is a problem that nobody can solve, then they run to God. But they go to church. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that not true? Commitment to the things of God. Giving yourself fully. Being sold out unto God. Being sold out unto the things of God. Being planted, dedicated to God. That's the first thing. Evidently dedicated. Where we can see it, we can say it. This young man is dedicated to God. This man lives as if, as if God is his only interest in this life. Did you hear what I said? Seven in the house of God. There are people who can't do anything in the house of God. There are people who you and trust things to do this in the house of God. You have to talk to Jesus blows the trumpet, or the trumpet is blown. I remember when you said, oh, do this thing, you say, I can't do it. I don't have all the time. You don't understand. And you say all kinds of things. See, any Christian who gives himself excuses why he cannot give himself fully to God, that Christian cannot work in, a, work in Abrahamic blessing. Even though he's blessed, he's the seed of Abraham. Who heard what I said? 
It says, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, verse 10. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. He's talking about the heavenly Jerusalem, Zion. Continue. He was looking at the unseen. He was doing what? Looking at the unseen. Because any person who is dedicated to God must look at the unseen. You do things looking at the unseen. If you want to see everything before you act, you will be too late. We don't act when we've, done, we've seen all things around us. It's that it's too late. We act when we've not seen anything around us, yet God has spoken. Did you hear what I said? The Christians who want to see everything around them before they act. Hmm. You act when you've not seen anything around you, but you have heard. Did you hear what I'm saying? Because being dedicated is sacrificial. So you want to see all the things around you. You want all the opportunities. I have a car. Now I have a car. Now I can come to church. I have my good, good shoes so I can come to church. I have this, this, all the time. Then I can come to church. Then you have not given yourself. If you have all the time, and that is the reason why now you can now come to church, you have not given yourself. Have you given yourself? No. But when you are dedicated, you may not have all the time. But your dedication will still show. When you have given, you are sold out to something. You are sold out to somebody. Your time is his time, or his time is your time. When it says it's 8.30, it's 8.30 for you. Is that not true? You cannot go and say, oh, it's 8.30, but I mean, my own is 9.30. When you are sold out to someone or to something, fully given. People are sold out to, people are sold out to nations of this world. They give themselves to nations of this world. They die for the nations of this world. Some of them are in hell. Dying for the nations of this world. Some are willing to die for the nations that they were born in and all that. Fully committed. They say, to the blood and toil of our forefathers. Is that not true? <laughs> Two days ago, I said something. Yesterday, I said something with the children. I was with them. I said, I, I, I think it came to my mind that if this blood and toil, toil and blood of forefathers, if these forefathers were coming back to see how this nation has become, they wouldn't have toiled for what do we call it? For, uh, what do we call it? For the nation. Two or false. They toiled for people to come and enjoy the money. Their blood was shed. They held them and shot them. Now people have come and have forgotten the sacrifice that they made. And uh, they only remember the resources available to be taken. Is that not true? It is said that Nelson Mandela went to was in prison for how many years? Over, over 20 years. In prison for one nation. Fully committed. He would die than being saved from prison. Wanting to liberate his, his nation. That is how, how, how far people can go for earthly nations that will pass away. What has become of South Africa now? What has become of South Africa? You can go and check. So people are committed to things. Sometimes Christians act as if, oh, 
We are, they are commit, people are committed, some Christians are committed to other things. So committed, they are, they are ardent followers of other things apart from God, apart from Christ. Many Christians, when we talk like this, it's like, oh, they are not talking to me. But Christians all over the world, true or false, committed to so many things. They don't have time for the things of the Spirit. They don't have time for the Word of God. They don't have time for activities of God. No, 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 that's the second thing. I don't have all those time. All these persons are wasting my time. But when a Christian decides and determines to be fully, to fully yield himself to God, to fully give himself to God, to be planted as a seed in the house of God, whatsoever you want to use me for, I'm available. I'm giving myself fully to you. I've moved beyond when I say I'm a Christian and all that. Where I can look at what I am doing for the Lord in the house of God and doing for the Lord in the service of God. Where I can refer to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have a book of remembrance myself of what I have done for which I cannot stay here. Do you understand what I'm saying? You understand? Shout glory to that. So it says that through faith also Sarah herself, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. And this is a very powerful scripture for all those who are, who are pregnant and want to give children, give birth. This is better than the Hebrew women one we used to see. You say, and you've said over and over again, you are not a Hebrew woman. Are you a Hebrew woman? Never. But Sarah is your mother. Is that not true? So you look at this, by faith, Sarah received strength to conceive and to deliver a child. At her age, she received strength. Go to verse 12. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the, so many as the stars of the sky in the multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Verse 13. This all died in faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. Is this not powerful? Having done what? And were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Shout glory to that one. The scripture says we are strangers and pilgrims here. Is that not what the scripture says? So we can't take the world to ourselves. Is that not true? So live your life. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Chapter 8. From verse 1 to 4. Complete dedication. Say complete dedication. Or say that to me. Say complete dedication. To God, to God, to the things of God, things of God. spending my time in the service of the Lord. It's very important, spending your time in the service of the Lord. Peter said, Lord, we have left all to follow you. The scripture says, oh, is that not powerful? When Peter saw the miracle that was performed by the master, he did not follow the miracle. He did not do what? He was convinced by the miracle that Jesus is Lord. But he did not follow the miracle. He did not follow the miracle. He followed the performer of the miracle. 
Sometimes we are so blessed and we follow the blessings and leave the blesser. Some of us in our hearts, when God gives us some amount of money, we will follow the money and leave the one who gave it. It's happened several times. Christians, when we talk like this, look at me, I won't do that. But search your heart. Do what? And work on yourself. Because God is such that nothing is hidden before his eyes. Your heart speaks louder than your mind in the spirit realm. Your heart speaks louder than your mind. What is in your heart? Speaks so louder. So then people will say, oh, Papa, me, I'll never be, uh, me, I'll ne- never. But that is just mouth never. It's not a heart never. The heart is already gone. A great one of God said, the most painful person to do ministry with or the most difficult person to do ministry is somebody whose heart is not with you in the ministry, but is with you physically. So difficult to do ministry with such a person. The heart has left you, but it's with you. So all the things you say, say is true, it's true, it's true. But it's, in his heart, it is not true. In his heart, it's not part of what you are saying. It's in his heart. Some are doing things or serving God just for what they will get. But you have to, that is what he said. He said that they were fully persuaded. They saw that they did not receive the promise. Did they receive it? But they were fully persuaded, embraced it. And confessed it. Yet they did not receive the promise. Full dedication. Full committed commitment. Being sold out. Say being sold out. When we call on you at any time, you show up. We are looking for people who say, I'm there. In fact, we don't even look for them. They say, oh, this person is there. Let's, let's, let's talk to him. Your, commit, your, your commitment is evident. We are not now trying to persuade you. See, we want to put you in charge of this. Oh, I don't have the time, sir. Oh, if you don't do it, how, who, who will we get to do? Oh, sir, it's not like that. You see, the kind of job I'm doing. Oh, sir, you know, where I'm staying is so far. Oh, sir, you don't know, sir. Uh, Pastor, with all respect. You can't walk in Abrahamic blessing, no matter your giving of money, if you don't do this. There are a lot of things that causes the blessings to come. There are a lot of important factors. I know giving is very important. Giving your substance is very important. But giving yourself is first. Giving yourself is what? First. If you don't give yourself and you give your substance, it's useless. Did you hear what I said? If you are not giving yourself to the service of God and you give your substance, there is no results. It will profit you nothing. So there are people who stay at home and give their things. They stay at home. We say we are dedicated. But they just stay at home. They never go to church. So I heard that they, they, they give their things and come and sit down. Giving yourself to the service of God is number one. It should be your number one priority. Write it down. It should be your number one priority. Giving yourself to the service of God, to the things of God. Says they that, they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They do mind. They set their mind. They do what? They set their minds. But they that are after the spirit, they set their mind on the things of the spirit. So if you are after the flesh, you set your mind on the things of the flesh. And you reap of the flesh. So he that sows to the flesh will reap of the flesh. He that sows to the spirit will reap of the spirit. 
So if you are fully sold to the spirit, you reap of the spirit. If you are fully sold to the flesh, do you reap of the flesh? If you, you are reaping of the flesh, is it of the Holy Ghost? So how can that be a blessing? If you hear what I said, shout glory to that. Who heard that? It's number one. It's number one. Every Christian should be, should be fully dead. You are born again. Jesus is the Lord of your life. You have been dedicated to God. You must live like somebody who has dedicated himself to the service of the Lord. After Peter saw all the miracles, the fishes and all that, he had toiled. Then that same day, something had happened. The Bible says he left all. You can be working in your organization, yet you've left all to follow the Lord. You have. You, we know by the, the things you do. By your response to God's work. By your response to service in church. By your what? Your response. We can know. Is that not powerful? Come on, shout glory. There are managers in institutions who are, who are ushers in churches. There are managers of institutions who are ushers. Some of them are those who even give fully their money. When they give their money, they put the mention amount, your heart will ache. True. I don't want to go into certain things, that's why. When they tell you how much they give, your heart will ache. Yet they are ushers in their churches. They are not saying, oh, I give my money, so this one should be an usher. So the people who come to church and they decide they won't do anything, that's for them, they just can't do it. They say, usher, me, I've told me to say, I won't sit here. You could see from such attitude that they are not dedicated. They have nothing to do in the house of God. They just drive their car, go to church, listen to a good sermon, and go back home. But if you want to see God's mighty arm, you want to see the Spirit of God orchestrating mighty things in your life as a Christian, you have to walk in dead, full dedication. The Bible says Peter left everything and went to follow him. He was following Jesus. He followed Jesus to a point when he asked, he said, Master, we have left everything. I have a wife and my children at home. I have left them. I have done what? I have left them. It is not today people started leaving their wives and their children at home. Did you hear what I said? Peter left his wife. The wife was in the house. Left his home. Was fully committed to Jesus. In fact, we don't know Peter's wife's name. Or his children's name. Fully committed. Because we have left our houses. We have left our homes. We have left our relatives. We have left our family members. Our parents died. We did not go for what we call it, funeral. We have left all to follow you. Just what will we get? Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, there is no one who has left homes, left family, who will not receive in this time. Receive where? In this time. Just houses, families. Is that not a blessing? 
No, is that not the blessing? So you can be working in and I and be still fully committed to the things of God. So it's not that because I don't have time. That is why. No. No. You won't get blessings from where you work. You get blessings from the spirit through where you work. So blessing, you won't get blessings because you are working very You are doing all the things. So you don't have time. Oh, I don't have time. Oh, I don't have time. That's why God is watching you. Okay. I'll get to you one of these days. <laughs> Is that not powerful? So in as far as you are diligent in your workplaces, be more diligent in the things of God. We entrust you with something. You are not sure about it. Learn it. Don't put in your mind, oh, because I don't, I'm not around, I, that's why I can't do it. Uh, if you are not around, we will know if you want to do it. True or false? There's always a way to know. I'm not around, that's why I don't do, I'm not doing what they say I should do. If I'm around, I'll be able to do it. Papa, you know, you understand my, you should understand my own too. See, sometimes it's, it, the men of God don't even think about us. All they just think about is themselves and what we should do and all of that. You are making a mistake. The day the book of remembrance will be opened, when we open your page, there is nothing written there. There is what? Nothing written there. The prophet Isaiah was asked to go and tell a man of God or to tell a man, a king, that you are going to die. Prepare, prepare your house. You will die. Do what? Prepare your house. You are going to die. The man, the king turned to the wall. When the prophet left, the king turned to the wall. The guy, he turned onto the wall and started speaking to God. He says, God, you know how I've been dedicated to you. I'm fully dedicated, fully committed. In fact, I did this, I did that. I did, I'm still even doing You can't just tell, tell me that I should, I'm dying, I should prepare my house. There are a lot of lessons from that. There are a lot of what? Lessons. From that. When Isaiah was on the way going, was it Isaiah? When he was on the way going, on the way, say on the way. On the way. He, as, as, as powerful as Isaiah was as a prophet, when he was on the way going, that's where God spoke to him again. He said, the guy has pleaded. He says he doesn't want to die. Go back and tell him I'm adding 15 years to him. Is that not strange? He was able to work it out with God and left the prophet out. A great prophet like Isaiah. The things that Isaiah prophesied, we say we are going into it, you'll be shocked. Yet he left that prophet out and bargained with God. And God heard him. For God to have heard him speak means that he, has, he had worked with God. If you hear what I said, shout glory to that. Glory. It says, moreover, brethren, we do you to wait of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Uh -huh. Fully giving, giving yourself to God, giving yourself to prayers, giving yourself to meditation. Giving yourself to WCN messages. Is that not true? Pastor Prince worth hearing. Giving yourself. Giving yourself to midweek service. Giving yourself to Sunday service. There are people who come for Sunday service once a while. In their workplaces, they take 500 CDs. But they come to, they go all the week. And by the end of the month, they give them 500 or 700 CDs. And come to church once a while, twice a while. After they've stayed in the church ah, for three, four years and they've seen nothing, 
They say, church, man of God, this church, I don't know whether even God changes any life. <laughs> Sometimes I, I wonder, what were they expecting? Because if that was the case, then God could change anybody's life without a person going to church. Two of us. There are people like that in this ministry. They go to, come to church once a while. I know some of them, I can mention names, who have been in this ministry from the onset, five years now, five years ago, four years ago, some three years ago. They can, they've never seen any hand of God that they can talk about. They've never, they can't say, Papa, this thing, God did it. Never. Never. And they are broke. One of the most difficult people to work with are poor people. Very poor. Today I said it, very poor people are very difficult to handle. Poor people are very proud. Because Chris used to say that, I used to think that, what is he talking about? It is true, sir. Even if he was speaking in church, I was there, I was there, I said, it is true, sir, it is true. <laughs> poor people are very proud. You do hear what I said? People who are broke and have nothing to offer financially. That's what I'm talking about. They are very proud. They never take corrections. They never see why they should take corrections. They feel you are not taking care of them. You have the responsibility to take care of them. I am your driver. You should take care of me. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? I'm your driver. You should be the one taking care of me. Even this man is too wicked. They have been driving for three years. What is in your mind? What is making you think it's a man who should take care of Somebody should take care of you. Is that man your father? Say, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Say, say what is wrong with you? What is wrong with your mind? Poor people are very proud. The people in this church, the people we went out to pick from slums are the most proud people. They were the, is that true or false? We picked some of them from kiosk. kiosk. I, I personally went to see people in their kiosk. Let me add the key. Do I look like an Nigerian? Kiosk. A small kiosk like a chop box with everything inside. They are the most proud. When you brought them to church and you think that you can give them the gospel because the gospel is to, for the poor to be transferred into the, translated into the blessings. Then you have to even take car to go and pick them. When you take bus, the bus, church bus, your own personal car, your own personal private car, you go to the kiosk to pick such a soul to bring the person to church and that soul is asleep. And you are waiting. And you are waiting. To the point where you are late. Then a person comes to church over and over and over. He comes one Sunday. You say, ah, why won't you come to? You come the next Sunday. You come the next Sunday. They are the people who sit at the back somewhere and they say, men of God are making money. Men of God are making. What were you asking men of God to do? To make poverty like themselves? It's men of God are driving big, big cars. Men of God are driving big, big cars. The man of God was sent to you to teach, train, equip you and enable you to walk in the blessing. But you wouldn't come. The man is practicing, the man of God is practicing the word himself. There are some of you who you say you have a need now, as we are talking, you say you have a particular, I want a change of job. If I tell you fast for five days every month, until the sixth month, you will get a job. You will not be able to do it. Even though you are so determined that you need a change of job. You can't even fast for your own self to 
for that desire to come to fruition. Is that true or false? But the man of God who doesn't know you is not, apart from the fact that it's a spiritual relationship. Do you understand what I'm saying? Doesn't, if you are saying, we will be fasting for you and praying for you. So that God can move you from one state to another state. Meanwhile, you can't even fast for your own self for that. Yet when such a person is blessed, you can still talk. So the people we went around, and the kiosk people are the people who have, I noticed that they are so proud. The people don't have shoes. You are the one who buys shoes for them. Give them shoes. Give them this. Oh, give them some months. They become big with nothing to show. Poverty makes people proud. Poverty. It makes you proud. So I refuse to be poor. So I refuse to be broke. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm so blessed. And I'm walking in the blessings. We understand what I just said. Shout glory to that. Very difficult to handle. You go pick somebody from his kiosk and he's asleep. You are expecting that he's the one, you the one driving your car from your house to go and pick. You are expecting that he's on the car. Is that not true? You are expecting that. You are expecting that. Oh, the person is asleep. Then after many years of sorrows, then you go and stand somewhere and say, ah, I was, I'm a member of this, I was in this church, but I didn't see what God did. What were you expecting God to do? Because God will only do in your life what you know. <laughs> and you practice. God will only do in your life what you know and you practice. God won't do in your life what you don't know. Did you hear what I said there? If you, if you are enjoying what I said, just shout glory to that. Glory. Think about it. It says that how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of, somebody went to tell someone that, uh, someone, uh, I had somebody went to tell someone, it says, I've been in the church for so, so years. Not this church. In this church that he was going in so, so years. I've been expecting God to do something mighty in my life. God has not still done it. And all that. The person asked him, have you been going to church? He said, sometimes I go, sometimes I don't go. And the person told him that if sometimes you go, sometimes you go, then God will do in your life sometimes something and sometimes nothing. Is that not true? One of these days in the church, I'll call somebody, I'll call one of, I'll call one of us out. So now you must let it be practical. And ask the person, you come today, tomorrow, you don't, what are you expecting? Yourself. You come two weeks, three weeks. Three weeks, no church. One Sunday in church. Three weeks, no church. One Sunday in church. Ah, to June. But God, is that not strange? Or you expect the blessings? Is that possible? Is that what Abraham did? <laughs> Shout glory. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Give me NIV. 
when it comes to this particular scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, the King James English is more than a conqueror. Come <laughs> shout glory. So let's start from verse 1 again. This is powerful. And now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Mm-hmm, verse 2. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. In fact, I re- even realized that Jesus, when he was working on this earth, never entered the home of a poor person. He never entered the home of a poor person. No. You can read the Bible. I realized it last week. Because of the spring, just don't upset. Jesus even never entered the home of a poor person to stay in that home. Never. Will you go and do that, that search? You can start checking. Jairus' house, Cornelius, uh, what is the name? The centurion, the task collectors, uh, 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 Zacchaeus. And all of that. He never entered the step his leg in the foot of a, a poor person. He didn't want the poverty to rest on him. Never. He wanted to include the Gentiles in his, his grace, in, the, in, in Christ Jesus. He still went for a rich person, Cornelius. Cornelius was not born again. True or false? How was this? How, how come he... God responded to him, or he got a response from God like that. The scripture says his prayers and his arms. His arms had become a memorial. His arms. Can a poor person give to the point that has become a memorial? So God responded to his giving that had become a memorial. Weren't there poor people around Cornelius whose giving had not become any memorial, memorial in the same town that God would just respond to? True or false? Or God just asked Peter to go and preach to them. Say, this one is so broke, so humble. Please. His, his brokenness has, has made him humble. No. He went for Cornelius. He went for who? Cornelius. Cornelius. The rich man. Who had been giving and giving and giving to the point where his giving had, had built like a, a memorial, like, like a, 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 a rock in the spirit. Building up into the heavens. Yet he was not born again. He was not what? Somebody asked me, why, why is that he was not born again, yet his prayers was heard? Who wants to answer that question right now? Come on, shout glory. Sunday be in church, okay? You, you hear things that to bless you. Amen. So it's so important. So important. Go and do that search. Jesus didn't put his foot in a poor man's house, hall. Poor man's living room. Go and search it and see. His feet like this never entered the poor man's living room. So if you were living in a kiosk, Jesus would never enter your house. For what? Think about it. Some of them that we went to pick, some of them were living in a uncompleted buildings. Uncom- up to now, uncompleted. Some even got pregnant in uncompleted buildings. Uncompleted buildings. Uncomplete what? Dead buildings. That's a level of poverty. But when you see them talk, I'm talking by what? Experience. Is this not true? Do, do I have pastors here? Yes, sir. Is that not true? People who could not buy fuel for the bus who was coming to pick them. Couldn't buy fuel for the bus that some other rich people in the church were buying fuel. 
into the bus for the bus to come and pick them. Two or false to church. Yet the, the bus must still go and wait for them because they are the kings of the bus. And the driver is saying, oh, we, we do it fast. Oh, so called high hygiene. Oh, a little co supari katosh. Where are they? They are all still broke. Out of the, they are supposed to be being broke and being poor. After I say poverty, the Bible says a poor man's voice is never heard. It means that poverty can never amplify your voice. True or false? What can amplify your voice is wealth. Am I speaking to you today? Yes, sir. So I refuse to be broke. I refuse to be poor. I refuse to chase people's car with phones. Laga Atoli Kapala. Chasing cars with a, a Christian born again. It shows your mentality. Poverty mentality is satanic slavery. Write it down. Poverty mentality is satanic slavery. Poverty mentality is satanic slavery. The determination to see the Abrahamic blessings and to do mighty things for the Lord must cause you to follow these things I'm teaching you. You are sleeping from Monday to Friday. We talk about two immutable things you've never listened before. It will be December 31st, and you are still looking for money from somebody's pocket. Did you hear what I said? Why? I'm provoking you to go back, listen to the message on two immutable things. Be determined to be great. He said, I'm calling you out of your father's house, and I'll make you great. Is that what he said? In Genesis chapter 12, where we just read earlier on. He says, and I'll make you great, and I'll bless you, and I'll bless those that bless you, and I'll curse those that curse you. So you don't even have to curse those that curse you. Let them curse you to go. There will be a curse on them for cursing you. Because you are walking in Abrahamic blessing. You don't have to open your mouth to curse. Do you have to? He said, I'll bless those that bless you. So those who say, God bless you. He says, I'll bless them. Those who say that God curse you too, I'll curse them. If you hear what I said, shout glory. glory. That is the life of a person who is fully committed. Who when the spirit of God looks around, you see that this guy is dedicated. Every responsibility we give him, we don't even have to come back to say it. So we have to remind you of what you've given you to do. We keep reminding you, say, I forgot. We keep reminding you, I forgot. That is not dedication. When you're dedicated, you wake up in the morning thinking of what you've told you to do. As you're going to work, you're planning, how do I finish this assignment Papa has given me? You're on the throttle or you're in your Uber going. I cancel the issue of throttle in this church in the name of Jesus. Did you hear what I said? You are in your truck or going, your Uber or whatever you've taken, your car going. As you are going, you are planning on the rehearsal that Papa has given you, the music he has given you, how you are going to do rehearsal on Saturday. In fact, the kind of way you want to sing it and make it look nice. You are planning it. You are planning on the thing that we have given you to do. You are planning the time you can create out of your work schedule or when you come back home to fix it so that by Sunday it is done. You are planning. In your mind, you, you, are, you are working it out. And the Spirit is watching. We may not even ask you about it again, but the Spirit is watching. Did you, did you hear what I said? If the Spirit didn't watch, or was not watch, how come he went for Cornelius? It was among the city, he knew that this man's giving us, come here. Others there were there in poverty. If you, if you heard something, shout glory. glory. 
Is that powerful? Just out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Don't behave like a broke person. Don't do what? I said, don't do what? Because you are not a broke person. <laughs> so I'm blessed. I'm walking the Abrahamic blessing. I'm not just going to say I'm walking the Abrahamic blessing. I'm doing what Abraham did also. He gave himself fully to God. These people gave themselves fully to God. Did they give themselves here? It says, out of the most, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 2, out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. So they did not look at themselves to say, I don't have enough to give. That is why I'm not giving. It says that their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty means that they were going through things. Yet in, all, in the midst of going through that, it welled up in rich generosity. They were able to still give. And this is not even about only substance. About your time. So I don't have all my time. When I check, meeting, 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 meeting. Whole time, there is no time for when I look at the time. But you still create a time. That's what he's talking about. In rich generosity. You create a time. You do what? Some meeting that you see that this one it won't bring anything. You remove it and use, use it for something else that will bless you. Is that not true? Yeah. Don't be a don't have time Christian. Don't be an I don't have time Christian. I say don't do what? Don't have time. Create the time. I don't have time. I don't. There are people who are committed to the organization. They sleep only three hours. They sleep how many hours? Three hours. They are so committed. They sleep only three hours. You should be so committed to God that you've created time. Create time to pray. See, the reason why I don't have prayer during the week is because of my work every day, morning, evening, challenge. No, say no. No, the seed of Abraham must have an adage this time. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty world up in rich generosity and harvest three. For I testify, when the apostle says I testify, you should understand. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. Uh -huh. Verse 4. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. Verse 5. And they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first. They did what? They gave themselves, they gave themselves first to the Lord. Were they not Christians already? They were. The Bible says you shall serve the Lord your God. It says you shall bless your bread and your water. You shall do what? Bless your bread, your bread and your water. Bread stands for food. You shall bless your bread and your water. It says you shall take sicknesses away from the midst of thee. Then it says none shall be barren nor cast is young. Your vision can never be aborted. Your pregnancy can never be aborted. That's what he's talking about. None shall be barren nor cast is young. Shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and shall bless your water. And he shall take sickness away from the midst of thee. And they did not ask 
They did not as we expected, or they did not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. So they gave themselves to the Lord, to the things of God. They gave themselves to the ministers of God. The minister said, we are calling for a prayer meeting. He said, I'm not available. They said, I'm so tired. You are saying prayer meeting. No, they gave themselves. You go and sleep for two hours. You wake up. We must pray. I said, what? We must pray. They gave themselves. The man of God said, we are having midweek service. I don't have all that time. Midweek. All the traffic in Accra, midweek service. Traffic in Accra, midweek service. These people, they think that because we, we are, all of that are working and organizing, don't you know that we go to work and all that? Is that true or false? They gave themselves also to the man of God. They gave themselves to Pastor. Say, I'm giving myself to Pastor Prince. They gave themselves to Pastor Prince. And said, Pastor Prince, use me. Whatever you want me to do, I will do it. Use me. Tell me to lie down, I'll lie. Tell me to scrap the floor, I'll scrap. Tell me to arrange tables every day, I'll arrange. They gave themselves. It's a full dedication. Shout glory. Who caught something? So you can, you can listen to the sincerity. Go back and listen to the sincerity of our love. And practice it. Giving yourself. It pays. It does what? Full dedication. It pays. Full dedication pays. Number two. His payment of tithes to Melchizedek. His payment of tithes to Melchizedek. Or his giving of tithes to Melchizedek. They're all giving, giving, giving. His giving, payment, slash giving. It is only Christians who come to church late. Go to work early. 5.30 you wake up. You will never oversleep when you are going to work. <laughs> Shout glory. glory. I said you will never oversleep when you are going to work. Who has overslept going to work before? Even if it is 4 a.m., you will leave quickly. I have to be there by 4 a.m. Will you oversleep, Gawalash? You go and your boss says, why is that you've come at 10 a.m.? Say, I overslept, sir. Can you go and say that to your boss, Pastor Bert? Now you can say that to your man of God. I'm trying to let you know why, why sometimes Christians are suffering so much. I used to ask God that question many years ago. Many years ago. I used to ask God those questions. God, you say these people are your children. Are you real? That was my question with God. Are you real? If you are so real like we, they say you, you are, you created the universe. All these fishes, you created them. Like we, they told us in Sunday school. And we also read it in the Bible. Why are your own children, own children suffering like that? Is this true that you created? Because if you have the ability to create all these things and your children are suffering, does it correlate? No, does it correlate? That was my question many years ago. That was what took me away from church many years ago. I said that I was preaching as a youth. I preach, preach, preach. Even the day I was going to finish my finance, I still went to preach at dawn. Don't block us. I left church because Christians were suffering and I didn't understand. 
But I've come to learn too much now to know that it is not God at all. It's Christians. Christians have chosen to suffer out of ignorance. You can present the table before them, they won't eat. We've presented table in this church full of what? Buffet. Assorted. Buffet. Is that not true? Look at the teaching we've been giving throughout the year. Let us ask questions right now. It will become a, a, a wahala here. I'll have to now remove maybe my shirt and run away. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. Is that true or false? To become wahala. Christians don't want the light. They don't want the knowledge. Christians don't want to do what we ask them to do. Come on, shout hallelujah, sir. Hallelujah. Who is saying something? Dedicated in the house of God. Sweeping the house of God. Some of you sweep in your office. You sweep there. Some of you even carry dustbins in your office. They say janitor, janitor. Some carry dustbins. <laughs> Two of us. Some sweep in their office. Some carry janitor. Some clean tables of their bosses. They are carrying the dumping. Is this, don't this thing happen? You may not be doing it, but some do it. In, some Christians do it in their workplaces. They clean their boss's table. When they go in the city, the boss is coming. They carry up. Carry, they meet their boy. They carry their bag. They take their bag from their boss. Dog, if you see your boss, can you go and take his bag quickly? But you can see me coming and leave. God, let me carry my back to enter here. Is that not true? I, would, I have a teaching to teach very soon on, on the same grace. By the time I'm done with you, you run away. Because I've tested, sometimes you test a lot of things before you talk. But it's very important. Live for the Lord. The Bible says that he died for us, that they which live should not henceforth or should no longer live unto themselves, but to live unto him who died and was raised back to life. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, quickly, before I go, I go to pay, payment of time. Are you guys tired already? Colossians chapter 3, from verse 1. Come on, shout glory. Mashata alakatosh. Is that not true? Yes, if you then be risen with Christ, it says, seek those things which are above. Those are the things we are seeking in the blessing. Things which are above. Where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Uh-huh, verse 2. It says, set your affection on things above. Do what? Set your Not on things. Set your affection. Your affection. Say my affection. My affection. To set your affection. To do what? Set to set your affection. To set it. You can set it. Is that not true? So you can set the watch. So you can set your affection. On heavenly things, on spiritual things, on church things, you can set your affection. What are you affectionate about? Or affectionate of? What are you? Worldly stuff. 
Do you know that you can watch uh, Facebook and watch Facebook from 7 o'clock to 12 o'clock midnight? Do you know that you can watch Facebook, watch Facebook, scrolling upon scrolling, videos upon videos, until by the time you check, it's 10. You are praying at 1. And you say, now let me sleep. By the time you sleep, 1 o'clock, when you wake up, you say, as we are praying, true or false? I knew I'll be distracted on Facebook many years. How many years now? I'm on Facebook, but I've left. You go there and see, you see Prince Einstein there, but I've left Facebook. You can't get me on Facebook. Unless I'm watching a video of WCN. Somebody told me my kid sister has put my brother, my elder brother and myself picture on Facebook. Somebody had to tell me. I didn't know. Somebody said, have you seen that? I said, no. Because I don't go there to watch pictures. I don't go there to watch videos. I don't know what those pictures and videos will do to me in the journey that is before me. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know the help of it. I don't know the contribution that that will, will, will contribute to my life. Watching somebody's picture of how he shaved. And watching somebody's picture of how he shoe. And watching somebody's... I don't know how that will contribute to my journey of wanting to be great like Abraham. Do you know what I'm saying? My, I have Instagram account there. If you go, I don't know whether I even have a picture there or I have something there. You can go and check yourself. Apart from there, I don't know where I am again. If you are there, shout glory to that. You spend one hour on Facebook, two hours on Facebook. Yet you say you don't have time. You don't have time to listen to it. When you're about to listen to the message, all of a sudden you get lazy. You go, Papa's message, Papa's message. Then you skip. You go and look for another thing. Is that not true? It's true, sir. It says, set your affection on things above. Not on things on the earth. Set your own affection. Be affectionate. Be affectionate. Towards the things of God. Everything God moves you. Everything God. Everything God moves me. There are ministers of the gospel that I can mention their name that you've never heard from any book. Any book. Any book. Most of my conversations on the phone, if you see me talking on the phone with anybody, we are talking about a minister, ministers of the gospel, a message, a man of God, whatever. You hardly see me make calls one hour, two hours for unnecessary things. No, I don't do it. Because it's one hour and it's two hours. It's not true. You are watching ministers, some of them, how they are building up, some of them, the kind of message they have. Sometimes you skip. You just go. You are watching things. I'm watching things. You are built up. You know what is happening in the kingdom. How God is building his church. If you are there, shout hallelujah to that. So be dedicated to the things of God. Be committed. Set your affection on things above. And not things on the earth. It says for you are dead. I, don't, I won't go into that. I want you to look at verse 2. Set your affection. 
That is what Abraham did. Two of us set his affection. Was he blessed? Do you want to be rich in gold and in cattle? Was that spiritual things? Some people say that uh, all this prosperity, prosperity. Was Abraham rich in spiritual things? The cattle was in the spirit. The, <laughs> the gold was in the spirit. So his payment of tithes, this one, I'll handle it next week. Amen. 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 His payment of tithes to Melchizedek. Now I'll handle it next week because I want to teach something which is so important. Amen. Next week. I want to teach something so important on Titan next week. So important. So that's so not so important. I want to talk about the, what, what the high priestly office in the New Testament is. The high priestly office. That's why I'm taking my time to talk about this one. It's very important. Remember, I'll touch on Titan. I, don't, I won't dwell much on the Titan. I'll talk on Titan. I want to go into the priestly office. Many don't know that Jesus is the minister of the heavenly sanctuary. Many don't know. And many don't know that that heavenly sanctuary was established before the foundation of the world. Many don't know. You're going to certain important things in the Bible. Two of us. If I was, if I was lazy, I'll be so ignorant. Do I look like an ignorant teacher? Some of the things that I teach, they're in any book. You can try and find it out. You see that it's not in any book. What I've taught on grace, and it's not in any book. Can give you all the grace on message on grace to go and check. Now, number three, the giving of his only son into brackets, sacrificial giving. So I'll end with this. I'll end here. Amen. And next week we go into the high priestly ministry of Jesus. So important. I want to sh- I want to teach you certain things that. Paul, in, in, in writing in, in Hebrews, after he wrote and read Melchizedek, in, in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, and he started in Hebrews chapter 7, said so there are certain things about Melchizedek. Before you, I said this about Melchizedek, that they are, if I want to explain, you won't understand. That's what Paul said. And then went into Hebrews chapter 6, started talking about living the elementary principles of Christ. Then let's move on to maturity. After saying that in Hebrews chapter 6 and go, 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 he came back to Hebrews chapter 7 and continued with Melchizedek. Two of us. There are difficult things that are difficult to utter. My God, It means that next week you should come here in fasting. So you can understand the difficult ones too. But it's very important. Shout glory. Who oh, hear what I just explained today? So in effectuating the blessing, number one, you have to give yourself. Number two, you have to pay your tithes. Did I say that? Slash, understanding the high priestly ministry of Jesus. I'm going to be teaching that in a very powerful way. Amen. If I give it to you today, by the time you enter your office tomorrow, you will sleep to 12 o'clock. You'll be wondering why. Whether it's a COVID injection or it's a sleep injection. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Wherever you are, bow down your head. Say, I'm fully.